Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. Tonight, we have another good one. We are joined by a true advocate for veterans. But first, let me thank you all for joining us and being a part of the Misfit Nation, whether it is here at home or around the world on About Face Radio. You are what keeps us pushing forward and bringing in amazing people to share their stories. We chat about a lot of different topics on here and have many experts from a variety of specialties come and share advice with the Misfit Nation. We, are also, we also are advocates for our sisters and brothers who served along with first responders. Right after our show the other day, we learned of the loss of a brother who retired just one week ago. After two decades of service, he lasted a week out of uniform before uh. succumbing to the darkness. Please, and we ask you this all the time, reach out if you are feeling down. You can call the show hotline at 202-813-9379. We will talk to you. We also last in the show introduce you to the 5 to 1 mentality. And I'm going to share it with you again here. In the EOD C. Bernie world, we hear about the five to one charge all the time. That's five pounds of explosive to each pound of aging. Here we want you to understand for every one of you, there are at least five people who are close to you, who care about you. Use your five to one and keep pushing forward. 
Thanks for staying with me now. On to, on to tonight's amazing guest. Everything about our next guest was influenced by military service. Growing up as a Navy brat and serving nearly 30 years as an Air Force officer. She is the author of Beyond Thank You for Your Service, the Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians, and has a master's degree in nursing and political science. She has inspired, she was inspired to equip people who have never served in the military to become veteran champions. When she noticed how different her life had been from most Americans and that citizens knew little about military culture. As an award-winning businesswoman and a veteran hiring advisor for the Arizona Society of Human Resource Management, she coaches employers how to excel with hiring and retaining veteran talent. A highly sought-after talent pool, less than 3% of veterans are unemployed, while more than 30% are underemployed. Her Veteran Talent Academy equips employers to find leverage and retain veterans. She also equips volunteer leaders to build military ministries that cultivate mutual support, a sense of belonging, and spiritual resiliency for military-connected people. So without further ado, let's welcome U.S. Air Force veteran and author Kathy Gallowitz to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Kathy. Hey, Rich, thanks for having me. And thank you so much for all you do for our brothers and sisters in arms. Proud of you, my friend. Thank you. And uh, thank you for agreeing to switch from a pre-record to a live at the last oh, second. You bet. That's this awesome. is a lot more fun. Put me on the spot. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so as I told, I told you in the pre-show and in our uh, conversations earlier, I, we'd like to know more about you. I mean, I just gave a blurb about you right there. Tell us about uh, your, your story from as far back as you want to go to how we got to where we are now. Oh, thank you. Uh, so I think it's kind of fun to start with uh, my youth because I was a Navy brat, grew up as a, a daughter of an active duty pilot and communications engineer. I was a typical brat. I went to a French speaking preschool in Paris, mm -hmm. France, moved in the middle of my junior year in high school where I had the strongest sense of belonging I'd ever known after being someone somewhere for seven years. Went from a class of 400 as a varsity cheerleader to a class of 30, graduating from a small Department of Defense high school in Keflavik, Iceland, out in the middle of the North Atlantic. But okay, from there I went to um, College of Munich, Germany. Air Force nursing was my first choice career. My parents paid for nursing school. I wanted to serve my country because I loved my country. I had a profound appreciation for our way of life. Very patriotic. I loved the leadership, the traveler, the, the traveling, the uh, opportunity to work with people from all over the world and the, the, the diversity and the variety of experiences that the military offered. So I spent about six years on active duty as an Air Force nurse. Then became a flight nurse at Kelly Air Force Base, uh, an Air Force Reserve nurse at March Air Force Base, but spent the lion's share of my career in the Ohio Air National Guard as a nurse, and then I transitioned over into public affairs. The crowning achievement of my career, Rich, was the opportunity to build a statewide, never-been-done-before outreach program in response to 9-11, because we could see, you know, in the guard or reserve, 80% of our workforce is part-time. So that means they're either full-time, they have full-time jobs that, you know, pay their bills or they are college students. And so either way, we certainly need to keep employers on our national security team. We did some outreach to educators, lawyers, healthcare providers, educators, and then clergy. 
And it was so gratifying to, to really see how eager citizens are to learn and how great it makes them feel when they go beyond, thank you for your service, when they actually roll up their sleeves and do substantive things that improve quality of life, workforce, or community for the service member, but creating that mutual benefit for the workforce and the community. So my, my life's calling truly is to equip civilians to become veteran champions. And that's what I do through my business now, Vanguard Veteran. I love that uh, uh, veteran champions, champions for veterans. I think that's awesome to have them understand us because uh, we are a different breed sometimes. And uh, yes, yes, we come with a grain of salt, a lot of us, but uh, there we are. A lot of us have a lot of skills, a lot of talents that are, are hidden behind that bravado, hidden behind that tough exterior yes, and, sir. Uh, or that beat up exterior and <laughs> bring a lot to the, to the party that a lot of employers don't know what we have. And it's good to have someone like you out there building that uh, force out there and getting them to hire and retain. Retain is the big thing too. Yes, it certainly is. The underemployment's big. I, I mean, I don't know that that's really been researched uh, a whole lot, but uh, generally I, I read that about 30% of, you know, veterans are underemployed, but there's also a study that suggests it's upwards of 43%. Uh, I, you know, I think, you know, veterans, um, aren't necessarily uh, good self-advocates. I mean, we can certainly be assertive, but, um, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of adjustment to, to go to work in the civilian workforce and to, to feel your way and find your way. And so anything we can do to help civilian employers understand uh, military culture better and leverage everything a veteran brings, the better off both the veteran will be as well and, and, the, and the workforce will be stronger. I know uh, when I got out, there was a huge uh, number. I forget the number where at that time, and it's probably still pretty high now that uh, veterans that do not stay at the first job they take after they come out of the military because of that civilian military divide. And it takes a, a, about a year for them to understand that they're not wearing them boots anymore. They're not wearing that uniform and they have to kind of evolve what their skills are and bring them to the next table. And the other table has to evolve and understand what they're bringing and they leave and wind up in a different place. Well, and, uh, you know, the Society of Human Resource Management reports that 68% of employers feel that veterans perform better than, if not much better than, their civilian counterparts, and that they stay two and a half times longer than their civilian peers after the first post-separation job. And yet, interestingly, that was a like a 2019 study. I read one recently from the same organization that said 91% of employers feel that veterans stay as long as civilian peers. So that in other words, you know, turnover isn't really a big issue for, uh, for veterans. And so that's interesting to me. I, I certainly instinctively believe that our, our talents and aptitudes are not being fully leveraged in the civilian workforce quite yet, but it's, it's good to hear that the turnover is going in the, correct direction, but, but it's only going to happen if our employers know how to uh, communicate uh, and understand and connect and advance uh, the veterans in their employee. There's a lot to it. And in my first job out of the military, 
it was a veteran service organization, but most of the company was not veterans. They were mostly civilian, oh. young civilians, uh, 20 to 24 ish, 22, 24 oh. year olds, uh, maybe 26 was the oldest. And they didn't know anything about us. They thought we were just grumpy old guys and gals that worked there and didn't oh. really respect the veteran culture, but I didn't want to be a statistic. So I stayed there two years and then fell into a new job, the job I'm in now. So it, uh, it, I just hard headedness kept me there an extra year. Uh, mm -hmm. Other than that, I would have probably left it at one year. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing now? I train uh, soldiers on emerging threats. Okay. You're kind of sort of a military-like uh, position. Yes, just that now I get to go home whenever I please yeah. instead of, it's, you know, whenever they want me to come home. Isn't that nice? Absolutely. Yes. I love that part. <laughs> we got a couple of comments already welcoming you in here. Uh, Chuck Woods, who was guest last week, he's welcomed oh. you here. Hi, Chuck. Yeah. Where are you? Where's Chuck? He's in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee. Where And where are you, Rich? Clarksville, Tennessee, about a one-mile direct line of sight from him, actually. <laughs> okay, well, uh, my husband, career active Army, guess where he spent 10 of his 25 years? Right here with the 101st Clarksville, Tennessee. My boy, my boy uh, is a logistician and a recruiter. Nice. Some of you may know him, Ed Gallowitz, a shout out to Clarksville land. His son is a football coach at Clarksville High School. Uh, and so I have been on, what is it, Wilma Rudolph? Did yes. I say it right? Wilma yeah. Rudolph yes. Man, I've been there plenty of times. Been to West Creek High School right. and some of the other high schools for football games. And uh, we were talking recently about maybe wanting to come to a division review. Did I say it right? Yes. Oh, that's great. That'd be, that'd be so fabulous. Uh, so I've been to Clarksville quite a few times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Jake is welcoming you too. He also, all three of us work on base at Fort Campbell and he uh, lives in oh. Katie's, Kentucky now. Oh, hey, Jake. Nice to meet you. My son is, my son, my oldest son's name is Jake. So it's near and dear to my heart. Nice. How's, how's the weather these days out in Clarksville? It was uh, 32 degrees at 6 p.m. tonight. We had ice for two straight days, which is, you know, rather strange here, but... Yeah. And then it, of course, shut everything down. And then yeah. uh, today it kind of melted up a little bit. School's got a two hour delay today, but oh, really? They, they're, they're back at it. And tomorrow will be their last day of the week. And uh, soldiers had a two hour delay as well today after two oh, days. Oh, I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Well, you know, we've lived out in uh, Phoenix now for about three years. And <laughs> You'll get a lot of it's, there. <laughs> it's delightful. <laughs> the weather, the, the sunshine. I mean, we've had like one of the coldest uh, winters, I guess, that we've had in several several years i guess and uh you know it's it was like 50s and you know some of the mornings were 30s but Oof. you know the, the sun comes out and you know most days and but and when it rains it's like huh it's raining in phoenix arizona you know so the the sunshine is such a, a mood lifter and just so wonderful to be around but anyway what do you want to talk right. about <laughs> i'm getting off yeah. topic i was gonna let you know chuck's uh, both his kids graduated from clarksville high school so all right yeah so uh, I think we want to talk about your ministries, uh, the veteran ministries. I think that's something uh, awesome to talk about. Uh, a lot of people don't uh, speak about that side of things. I'd like you to just introduce it to us and let us know. All right. Military ministries are a great way to connect people inside your faith community. Let's just say inside your church. You know, the statistics tell us that about 40% of people who leave military service have a difficult time finding meaning and purpose and regaining touch with their spirituality. Now that's just generally speaking. 
It's probably higher for people who've experienced combat because of moral injury and or soul injury. And underpinning all that, Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, about 55% of them feel disconnected from mainstream America. Or another statistic from the Bush Institute is that 84% of veterans feel that Americans don't understand the challenges they face. So the, you know, the military civilian divide, I believe is alive and well. And as you all know, listening out there, uh, if, if you've transitioned from military service, um, it's tough, uh, you know, going from a structured hierarchical environment to a loosey goosey gray, um, you know, community that, that, you know, where you don't really even know your neighbors oftentimes, you know, coming from a, a sense of tribe to one where, you know, people just do their own thing and they're kind of looking out for themselves. You know, it's no greater place to foster a sense of belonging and to uh, get practical support, friendship, encouragement, uh, no better place than that inside a faith community inside your church. And, and I believe, Rich, that these military ministries, because of the connectivity, because of the uh, spiritual resiliency, because of the, the leaning on faith, on your faith, I believe that military ministries will help curb veteran suicide. Why? Because, you know, we don't like to, we don't like to ask for help. We're super stoic in our, in our, in our mindset. And, um, you know, coming together uh, under within a faith community will really foster social connection and I think break down social isolation if you can get, in particular, the combat veterans to show up. That's the challenge. That's the challenge. But in, in my case, um, my husband and I, who's a combat veteran, started uh, a, a military ministry called Vet Connect in a small non-denominational church. In, in Fountain Hills. And it's a very eclectic group. Uh, you know, in leadership, typically you draw people who are like you because they feel most comfortable with you. And so in my group, we've got military moms, military wives, and then some some female uh, veterans. But then also there's a, 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 a couple male Vietnam veterans oh, wow. and, and a combat veteran uh, or two have showed up sporadically, right? And, um, and the, what, what's so wonderful is that, you know, I'm not a combat veteran. And uh, so I can't relate to, you know, anybody who's been there very well. But, you know, whatever you don't have in this capacity, you know, somebody else in your group probably will be able to relate to somebody else's experiences. And that, and that fosters a connection. Now, a key part of this is, you know, I'm a nurse, but then, so I'm a, you know, I'm a helper kind of person and I've got some training and, you know, communication and, you know, you know, how to take care of people, but you don't have to be a nurse. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a counselor to, to do this work. And so what I do is help volunteers, people like you, Rich, people like Jake, people like Chuck, anybody else who might be out there listening to to come alongside their clergy and do this in partnership with clergy to, you know, foster a place of connection and a place of hope and a place to lean on your faith to help you get through the tough spots. 
And uh, it's, it's really beautiful in its simplicity, uh, but there's, there's no cookie cutter approach. There's a lot of different ways you can approach this. You want me to keep talking or do you have a question? I was going to say uh, that that's an awesome thing. Uh, uh, the person I told you about in the pregame, the pre-show, I was say pregame because I'm thinking Super Bowl and you're in it. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. About who's coming to town for you there. Sorry. Yeah. About that. <laughs> My mind went a week forward. Yeah. Uh, but Andrew Jones, he's there in uh, Arizona as well. And he started a, a men's ministry for, for oh. all men, not just veterans, but he invites all male veterans to come in there. Oh. And he's, a, he's actually a speaker as well. I'd love to connect you to after Please, this. please. Yeah. No, that's all I was getting all these light bulbs oh. when you were speaking. So, oh, that, oh, okay. that's, that's and this is Andrew's, this is his wheelhouse right here. It'd be great. Well, <laughs> absolutely. It's wonderful. And and so I'll keep going. Um, it, it's important to realize that a, a military ministry can, there's no cookie cutter approach to it, Rich. You, you, you gather people, first you got to identify the people in your congregation <laughs> that have any association with the military and or those who just love our military and want to, you know, come, come alongside as those civilian veteran champions and be supportive. You find people who want to participate. You know, somebody's got to be the honcho, the facilitator, the connector. And then you bring people together and you start slow, building trust, building relationships founded on action and trust, right? And then you just figure out what the group wants to do. Now, in our case, there's so many people moving to Arizona. I know that, you know, you guys are Nashville is certainly experiencing that too, but in, in our community, you know, Arizona is highly military friendly. Uh, but the people in our town of about 30,000, something like that, a lot of people were new to the town with these military connected people. And so the, the most vocal participants and the most regular participants in our military ministry, I call vet connect they were like, we, we tried doing a study. We tried doing a study on PTSD and we got about halfway through it. And um, the group just was like, you know, we love getting together and getting to know each other. And, and so it became more of a fellowship and a prayer group. And, and now we're moving towards doing uh, service kind of projects, going to the local veterans home. And uh, one, one gal hosted a Veterans Day service. We went out to Rancho Malagro, which offers equine therapy to veterans and uh, youth. And so we, you know, did a couple hours worth of ma manual labor just to help help out there. And um, we've done some care packages, and we and, and so we're we're looking at different kinds of service projects that are meaningful to the people in our group. Okay. We also supported a woman's conference that was at our church as a way to show support for our pastor and his wife. You know, that partnership with the clergy is really important. And so um, ours is basically founded on fellowship, prayer, and service projects. But I mean, in my book, I think it's chapter five, it's all about uh, different clergy and different ways that they have served their community through their volunteer leaders. So you can offer a study. Crew Military has a program, uh, a book called the Trauma, uh, the Combat Trauma Healing Manual for the service member. And there's also then one for the spouse. We Are Stronger is a video series for families who want to understand what PTSD looks like and, you know, how the family uh, 
to kind of help the family understand it and and the service member kind of the journey towards you know getting help so there's just a lot of different ways that you can you know serve the needs of your people i mean you could if let's say all your people are vietnam veterans or world war ii veterans okay and so they're a little bit older and you know maybe they just want to know about you know benefits or you want to honor them with great with a great uh, military related ceremony or let's say you want to do a wall of honor in your congregation but everything that's nice a, a wall of honor is nice but i call that thank you for your service okay. the whole goal is to go beyond that and you go beyond it by developing relationships that means getting to know the people that means you know sincerely asking hey how you doing is there anything i can do for you and then following through making sure that you actually provide the service for that service member that needs support excuse me just a minute i gotta plug in my computer a little better okay Ooh. huh i don't know what's going on i think we're okay all right got a got a comment from chuck on here are there any ministries in clarksville or is there a way to find local vet connect type organizations here for ministry Oh boy, that's a really good question. My my, I don't know about in Tennessee and Clarksville, but my guess is, I, I would say by the base that there's probably some pretty active churches who reach out to the soldiers. I'm just not personally firsthand familiar with it. Uh, there is an organization called uh, Military Ministries. And they focus on trying to support active duty military members. So I would not be surprised if there weren't something there, but I don't know specifically where it is. Uh, we are, uh, our Vet Connect ministry is in a, uh, in a, I mean, Luke Air Force Base is about an hour away, which isn't too far, but it's too far to live and work at Luke. So there's, you know, but, but there's, you know, like 500,000 uh veterans in arizona and uh i'm not even sure how many active military there are but there's you know, military everywhere so no i don't know about so much in clarksville but i wouldn't be surprised if there is something but more importantly why don't you start something right there you and go, so, challenge accepted i say that again I told them challenge accepted <laughs> right on right on i mean it's not it's not rocket science guys okay and um and so what you do, the first step really is to go talk to the, the, the leadership, the pastor, the priest, the, the rabbi, and ask, hey, you know, what are we doing here to support our military connected people? And by and large, you guys, more often than not, I mean, I had one pastor of a pretty big church in Ohio. I asked him that question. And he kind of scratched his head and he said, you know, I've never thought about it. I was like, yikes. I mean, but but let's be real. Let's be fair here, right? The the deal is that the the formal leaders, the clergy who run their faith communities, they're overworked and underutilized. I mean, they are stretched super thin and there's lots of different needs in their congregations than they need to address. And so because we military people are just kind of, you know, I'm going to, you know, button up and shut up and, you know, I'm not going to ask for anything and, you know, I'm just going to go about my life. And, you know, um, <laughs> they're not like, they're not like, Hey, I need help over here. So, so if there's a facilitator, someone who 
uh, ask the clergy member if um, if they would be, it, what are we doing, first of all? And if the answer is, I've never thought about it or nothing, then the volunteer can say, well, let's partner together. Would you be willing to partner with me and learn how to do this? Uh, but, but I need to do it with you uh, because spiritual resiliency is a, is a big part of that. And, you know, I'm a Christian, but I'm not a biblical scholar. And there's a lot I don't know about faith. I mean, I'm learning, but, you know, the idea is not to come in and fix people. Okay. You're not there to be a counselor. You're not there to be a nurse. You're not there to be a pastor. You're there to be a support system. Our mission statement in Vet Connect is to provide encouragement, friendship, and uh, support through the healing power of Jesus. So it's definitely rooted in Christianity, um, but it's 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 not rocket science. It's people science. It's being aware when someone's struggling. Um, and let me can I give you a couple examples of some of the goodness that's happened in our group? Definitely. That's what this is about. Let's, let's okay. hear good. Okay. Let's hear some good. <laughs> so remember before I said that, um, you know, when you typically start groups that people kind of gather based on the leader, because that's, that's who they resonate with, or that's who they're comfortable with. Well, so uh, most of our group, the more active participants were, were women mostly. Well, one of them was a military spouse and her husband had some pretty significant PTSD. He basically shut himself off in the house for in his bedroom for months and months. And so we focused on supporting the wife. And when the uh, and so I met a, another combat veteran in the community who had been to a, a, an experience called Mighty Oaks, and that is a residential camp where. People go to heal. It's it's focused on combat veterans. This gentleman went as a, a agnostic or an atheist and came back saved, but believing in uh, believing in Jesus Christ. And so he met the first guy I was talking about, who was kind of uh, staying in his bedroom and was asking if he could be discipled by him as a new Christian because this this first guy who's in the bedroom. Um, was also a, a strong believer and a pastor on his on his own. And so anyway, the guy who had who was staying in the bedroom ended up going to Mighty Oaks and came back and said he felt like he'd had 30 years of stuff lifted from his life and was doing really, really well for a few months. And then unfortunately, he's kind of he's kind of back in the bedroom. But the point is, the point is that I couldn't relate to his experiences, but somebody else could, right? And so he did get some healing, um, and so 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 that's wonderful. Um, and you know, there's another gal who is struggling with uh, trying to be sober. Uh, she's separated from her spouse. She's the, she's the military spouse, and he's in a different state. The 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 soldier. And, you know, she just feels very much alone. And so by uh, keeping in touch with people, actively paying attention to what's going on with people, maybe sending them some scripture, doing whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, you know, I would just send texts, encouraging texts. How's your day going? Uh, just, you know, I make it my mission 
to be as attentive as I can be. And, and yet I'm very busy. So I'm not there. I'm not the best friends of these people, but I, I am a caring, supportive person who pays attention to what their needs are. And then I offer them resources too, because I know about the veteran community. So if you're considering doing a leading a, a military ministry, there's basically three things you need to understand. One is military culture. And, you know, it's not obvious and, and it's even hard for military people to articulate a lot of times. I mean, I've, I've studied it and I talk about it and I speak on it uh, and I've taken some courses on it. And so there really are some differences, right? Uh, and so even if you're a veteran, you have to say, no, no, you know, th think about this and keep this in mind. And then the other thing is a little bit of leadership, right? You got to have some organizational skills, have some communication skills, listening skills, uh, and, uh, you know, to have some planning. And so I, you know, I, I can, I can support, you know, some of that. And then the other thing is knowing a little bit about, uh, veteran community resources. And so those are the three kind of pillars or parts of my monthly coaching call. I charge $5 every time you show up. And I'm there to encourage, equip you, encourage you, and, and offer you resources so that you can be a facilitator of a group of people who um, feel disconnected and are, are looking for a place to bond based on their military service and, and, and really kind of forge that sense of belonging that is oftentimes missed when you take off the uniform. So what other do you have maybe I can address for you, Rich? What do you think? Definitely, that was the, definitely a great point right there. Another point I'd like to say is you said earlier that uh, kind of when you bring the group together, it kind of helps with their mental clarity and such as well. That's I think that's because they're missing that purpose. They're missing that, that brotherhood or sisterhood that they had while they were in uniform. Mm -hmm. And now they have accountability partners again, whether nice. it's a three person, a three person group or 20 person, no matter how, no matter how big the group is. If I'm sitting next to Joe or Josephine and I know they're there every week when I come in there, I don't want to be the person that doesn't show up that next week. Nice. So I think that'll be my accountability partners there will say, hey, that's why I'm alive the next week. So I think that's awesome what, what's going on there. Mm -hmm. That's that's a lot of it, you know, just showing up and listening and caring and, you know, telling your story is is very powerful. And who better to tell your story to than um Aw, thank you, Jake. You're giving yeah. all kinds of ideas for our church. And Jake, I'd, I'd love you, buddy, to come. Uh, my, my, the coaching call is uh, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the first Sunday of every month. And, you know, again, these, these activities and how you uh, serve and support people in your congregation, this isn't rocket science. It's, it's really people science. And it can be whatever you want it to be. Check this out. I know this, uh, I cover him in my book. Uh, there's a, a deacon, which as you probably know, is a, uh, a volunteer uh, who has specialized training in the Catholic religion, excuse my simplicity, because <laughs> um, I'm not Catholic. Um, but he, this one guy owned a computer business. And so like, you know, on his off time, so to speak, I never had any off time. He was a deacon and he wore the collar, you know, and everything. But uh, he created a non-denominational regional military ministry called Pairing and Praying. 
Ah, yes. Okay. And so couples typically would come to him when they were struggling, you know, be it marital issues, you know, we all have our stuff and he would start with prayer. And then what he would do is connect that service member with a service member who was successfully transitioned of the same branch. Does that make sense? Yes. So so that essentially they were developing a battle buddy, a a post-military battle buddy, a newcomer in their community. I mean, can you see the magic in that, Rich? Right? Definitely. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's, it's, again, it's super simple. And so the other part of the story is um, I had met him when I was um, the director of community outreach for the Ohio National Guard. And we started our clergy outreach program. We had a clergy working group. And so we offered the community clergy training program that the VA had. And we had quarterly meetings with military and civilian clergy to, you know, learn from each other. We'd have different speakers on different topics. And uh, uh, Deacon Tucky, what a great guy. He called me one day and he said, Kathy, I really want to start this military ministry, but what else do I need to learn? I said to him, I said, Deacon, I said, You've taken every course that that we know how to offer. I said, you've got everything you need to need to know. Just lead with your heart. Well, I think underpinning his uncertainty was his fear. Oh, my gosh. What if somebody has PTSD or oh, my gosh, what if somebody's suicidal? Now, you experience both of those things in civilian life, of course, right? I mean, it's not just military people who struggle with either of those things or substance abuse or depression. I mean, that's those things are universal, right? But um, I think he was just uncertain about that because he, he has a computer business, okay? <laughs> he's not a counselor. He's not a therapist. He's not a, um, a psychologist, a nurse. So anyway, three years later, I said, said, so I remember you were concerned about PTSD and, you know, potentially how you might handle suicide or potential or suicidal ideation. I said, how's that? What's happened? And he said, well, you know what? It's never come up. How about that? I mean, I, I, I don't certainly know exactly why, but my gut says, hmm, somebody took the time to pray with them, to develop a relationship with them. And then potentially they had a battle buddy in their community, you know, army to army, Marine to Marine, you know, best you could. And, you know, hopefully the spouse has got something out of that too. I mean, just think about that. I mean, is that hard to do? No, not really. And it's easy. I mean, once you get a, a bunch of military veterans in a, in one room, you're going to find someone that you gravitate to right away. And uh, you'll probably talk to that person like you've known them forever, even though you, you just walked into them. You've, no matter what you're having, coffee, beer, wine, whatever, yeah. cake, you're going to wind up talking to them for hours about things that neither one of you really knew about before. But now you're talking like you're both in that same situation and become friends. You could even cross cross friend like Army to Marine. You just got to throw some crayons in there. There <laughs> There you go. And and you nailed it on the head right there, brother. You nailed it on the head because we have such an affinity for each other because of our military service. You know, that's when the stories start coming out. And of course, you're going to, you know, you're going to have more affinity for for a soldier who's had some of your experiences. A female veteran's going to have more affinity for me, right? Because of, you know, our lens. But that's the beauty. That's the beauty of a military ministry is just, uh, uh, create the opportunity and the environment 
for people who have served and their families to build bonds and lean on their faith to help them heal. I mean, if, if you know, one of the, one of the members is, you know, let's say having a baby, take them a meal, you know, somebody is just coming home from a deployment, you know, or going on deployment, send them a letter. You know, we sent some care packages to a son and a daughter who happened to be stationed on the same ship out of San Diego. Uh, That was a super neat connection. You know, just communicating with people and, you know, keeping them in your thoughts and being, you know, doing small acts of kindness go so far, you know, you don't really know where those ripple effects will, will end. Um, So I think that about covers it. Although I could talk a little bit about the partnership with clergy, if you wanted me to. Yeah, let's go. Let's let's get some in there. Okay. Uh, Anybody who's listening, feel free to, you know, share a question. I just don't want to keep rambling on here. If you have something you want me to uh, talk about, but the, the partnership with clergy is really important. They, they need someone to lean on to, you know, do the heavy lifting to, you know, be the organizer, the, the admin person who, I mean, I, for instance, I, I created a, a newsletter and that's the way I primarily communicate with people. And we have a prayer list on our newsletter and, um, uh, and so they, they're going to really lean on the volunteer to, to make it work, to know the resources, to know the people, to know the military people, you know, pretty well, as well as you can, depending on the size of your group. Um, and then, you know, we count on him to, to the, to the, we, we, I count on the pastor to be aware of, you know, new military people in the congregation to as appropriate, maybe, um, say, Hey, you know, so-and-so, you know, seems to be struggling a little bit. There was one time, this one gentleman who was showing up at our group, a Vietnam veteran, and he was, you know, uh, his wife had died recently and he was having some health challenges and, uh, you know, he's having some struggles with his kids, his adult kids, and he was very active. And then he just all of a sudden stopped showing up. And so I went to the pastor, this guy's a, a, you know, comes to church all the time. And I said, Oh man, haven't seen him in a while. Is he doing okay? And uh, the pastor said, oh yeah, you know, he comes to the, to the other men's group that we have. And sometimes we have conversations. He's doing all right. You know, he's having some struggles, but you know, right there, you know, none of us can know everything that's going on with people. Right. And so the, the pastor um, kind of fills in the, fills in the, the, the pieces. And, um, and then one, one person, one time felt like they needed a counselor. Well, I was new to the community and I didn't know this was a military spouse. Well, I didn't know a Christian based uh, counselor in the community. And so of course I asked the pastor and I shared that resource with her. Now our pastor is relatively new to the congregation and building the church. And so he's had a, a woman's conference. And so we did a project, went out and bought the supplies and created the project for the 80 to 100 women that showed up at this conference. So we basically made ribbons with thank you on it and took it down to the VA to give to the women's center. Or, uh, and so that was a, you know, kind of a mutual thing. We're supporting the church's women's conference and we're weaving in awareness about female veterans and, you know, giving uh, uh, sort of a, a a little gift to to the woman veterans, and then when our pastor has events, 
uh, he calls it meet the pastor night. Well, that connect, I really encourage vet connect to show up <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> We're kind of the, the lion's share of the people there sometimes. And so, um, he supports us and we support him. And then we, you know, as the facilitator of the group, I keep him informed uh, about what we're doing. And we recently went to a, an expo, a volunteer expo in the community and had a table and passed out flyers trying to find military connected people in the community. Um, and then we're hoping to uh, partner and grow with some of the other local churches in the community. So, you know, you just start slow, you know, you don't have to have all the answers. Uh, you really, you just have some knowledge. And the biggest thing is that you lead with your heart and that you're willing to kind of jump in there and, and be dependable, follow through and, and let people know you care uh, by paying attention and um, acting on, you know, some of their needs, you know, uh, based on what, what you can do, right? There's, there's a lot we can't do. There's a lot we can't do. Definitely control the things you can and, uh, other things, let the person that's in control steer the ship. And that yeah. way you don't stress out over the little things. And that's what causes a lot of problems throughout our world today is trying to control things you have no control over. And that leads to those paths of darkness and running down. Wise words, Rich. Wise words. I do my best. Uh, a lot of studying and a lot of listening to smart people like yourself uh, give yeah. me ideas and and help out with uh, all of our Breton brothers and sisters. And of course, the rest of the population out there as well, first responders and all others that yeah. are suffering. Everyone can suffer trauma. Everyone can suffer right. stress and depression. And uh, right. we need to look out for everybody, not just our, our own our own blood, but everybody. And, and we look out for other people by literally or figuratively wrapping our arms around them and uh, praying for them, offering them practical support, you know, doing nice things for them throughout the day. And then being there should there be a crisis and knowing how to, you know, connect them to the help that they need as best you can. You don't have to have all the answers. Just kind of need to be a, a nice person, right? A, per, a faith-based person who, um, you know, acts like the hands and feet of Jesus and, and, and loves and loves people in, in the way that you know how, in the way that you know how. Exactly. And, and be in listening to hear, not just to, answer listen to hear what they're saying because sometimes they that tidbit in there that you weren't expecting like i do not want to be here anymore or i am not wanting to be in this life or, or something i don't want to do this no more right you want to if you want to actually listen to them listen to it and hear it and then uh, you'll be able to save them in the long run yeah help them come all the way home i really believe that these uh experiences can help curb veteran suicide, you know, decrease that social isolation and help people feel connected and, and hopefully understood in some ways. And, you know, just like somebody, you know, gives a, you know, SHIT, right? Exactly. Yeah. Be there, be there for everyone and uh, actually just sit down. Like I learned here on the show, especially to listen to the person complete their sentences. Don't try to talk over them as much. Even if I get excited, I, I try to step back and, and like before you ask me, do you have something? To say? Yeah, I do. I want to jump in, but I want you to finish your, your thought because that's. Well, the, what, what excites you about what I, about what I've explained about military ministry? What, what do you think is, is good think, about that? 
I think the best thing about it is, like I said, having that accountability partner and saving okay. more, more and more of our sisters and brothers out there. And the fact that you have Vietnam veterans that are in there because we don't have a lot of them that talk to anybody really. So yeah. it's great to have them sit in a circle or sit in a, however you guys sit and chat and, and be there and uh, be present and do things like that. And if you can con them to come on the show and tell their story from Vietnam, that'd be great. I had one on the other night from Vietnam. Uh, he was amazing. I'd love to have another. If, if they're willing, don't push them. Don't yeah. push them outside their comfort zones. Well, and, and with this military ministry, you know, ours is very eclectic. It's a very, it's a, a group of lots of different kinds of people. You know, if you had a larger group, you know, I could see having the Vietnam veterans be a subgroup and maybe the male combat veterans be a subgroup and the female combat, the female combat veterans are just female veterans generally, maybe the military spouses, you know, cause everybody has sort of a, a unique experience and uh, can kind of become their own informal support group uh, with, with somebody who can, you know, facilitate. And, and again, you don't have to be a, a super trained facilitator, but this coaching call, I call it military ministries matter. You can find it on Eventbrite is the first Sunday of every month, 7 PM Eastern standard time. You can also find it on my website. My website is vanguardveteran.com. My email is Kathy with a K that's Kathy with a K at vanguardveteran.com. If you have any questions about military ministry or, you know, want some resources, uh, I would encourage you to email me or check out my website. But I think really, uh, if you have even a, even the little bitty anxious kind of uh, interest or desire to, or curiosity about a military ministry, jump on the, the coaching call, Military Ministry Matters, and uh, don't be afraid of it. Just, you know... Uh, do it afraid, you know, take that first step and you'll, you'll be amazed at, you know, how you can really come alongside and, uh, and help our brothers and sisters. So do you do show notes, uh, in your podcast, Rich? I do. Uh, when I produce it for the, for the podcast itself. So that'll be out, uh, probably March 7th, the show will come out on all podcast networks and okay. YouTube, YouTube again. And the show notes will be in there completely. If you want to add more than I have off your one sheet, I have your one sheet now, but I don't have anything on the military. I'll send you an email with some links in it, if that's okay. Awesome. I'll put them in the show notes. Thank you very much. And uh, Kathy, thank you again for joining us tonight. It's been great. I know uh, I know Jake and Chuck were jumping in, having a good time. More people jumped in as we uh, went longer, because there was kind of a glitch with About Face Radio, but we're back on air there now, too, so they're back on that side. Oh, okay. So, so more people jumped on YouTube and then went back onto there. So I'll probably oh. replay this again uh, a night that way I don't have a guest lined up already so everyone can hear it on the radio as well. Thank you. Thank you. That way you get more exposure and more people can hear about the great things you're doing out there in Phoenix and living that hard life out there in that rough I life. know. It's pretty rough. But um, for anybody who's not a veteran who's listening, if you're a civilian, please, please join the veteran champion movement and be a part of the win. If you're not sure what you can do, get the book, Beyond Thank You for Your Service, The Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians available on Amazon. Might not be a bad thing for a veteran to read it too, actually, especially the part on military ministry to, to, to get you going. But uh, Rich, I appreciate everything you're doing for uh, the veteran communities as a veteran advocate. And I hope that uh, this isn't the last time we speak. And uh, let me give a big shout out to uh, the 101st down there, Clarksville. Uh, and, and, yeah, my, my husband would be very proud of me. Very proud of me. <laughs> 
Definitely. Stay on the line. I'll be back in about two minutes, two or three minutes after some ads play, and we'll talk some more stuff. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. You're in the big leagues when you make a perfect slide. You're in the big leagues when you keep the team alive. You're in the big leagues when you block a shot or two. You're in the big leagues when you're in the big league too. Big league chew. Man-sized wads of great-tasting shredded bubble gum stuffed into a giant stay-fresh pouch. For big league flavor and big league bubbles, it's big league chew. You're in the big leagues when you're in the big league chew. Not on my show, it's not. This is how we do it. much better and that's how i do it every tuesday and every friday here at about face radio on the just wait here show be sure to tune in i'm on every tuesday evening starting at 8 p.m central 7 p.m in the mountains and 6 p.m on the west coast then catch my morning show on every friday morning starting at 7 a.m central 6 a.m in the mountains and 5 a.m pacific again that's the just wait here show with me max wait every tuesday and every friday be sure to be here on about face radio i will see you then aloha decreasing property values in the neighborhood near you it's the adam bomb radio show every thursday at 4 p.m mountain 6 p.m eastern only on about face radio see you there Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are.